So, so George, I wanted to, before we start talking about all your amazing achievements, because I, I love like everything that you've done is really inspiring to me. Um, I just want to kind of take it back to like where you started from a younger age, you know, any hardships you kind of went through and, and then. Yeah. Well, firstly, thank you uh, for the compliment. Um, appreciate that uh, with the achievements and stuff. But um, where did I start? So I grew up in Haringey. Um, I don't want to sound like fucking get the violins out straight away, but like there wasn't loads of money, but I had a great upbringing, man. Like just like loving family, two sisters, like mum and dad always there. Like, um, but grew up in Haringey, um, like great community, like spent a lot of time on the streets, like a lot of people my age, mm. just playing football, fucking about Finsbury Park, you know, literally playing until like, you know, it was dark and you couldn't see anything. There was no lights in the street lights. It was just literally like, mm. you know, that's when you'd come in. Um, you know, in terms of hardships, like there isn't anything really. Um, there is one thing, it's a bit of a, uh, I don't know if I've ever said this to anyone. So this, <laughs> this could be like a, a world exclusive for anyone who's listening. But my first pair of trainers were a pair of hand-me-downs from a mate and they weren't even trainers. They were roller skates. Swear and my parents fucking smashed the wheels off the roller skates and they were my first pair of trainers wow. and I was slipping everywhere. So I think that is the um, the reason why I'm obsessed with trainers. Oh, like, yeah, it's just yeah. that That's... fucking thing stuck with me. Yeah, because you like, got I was quite, so embarrassed. You got quite a collection. Um... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was so embarrassed, but like, it's just, you know, and it, I think it helped me back actually because if I had trainers prop, like, from an earlier age, I could have been an even better football player. I could have been like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you I never know. Yeah, they could have been like comparing me to Ronaldo Messi. You know? <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, it's quite it's quite interesting because that um, trauma generally spills out into later on at life, and that's hence why you got all these like big shoe collections. Yeah, now. I think it's a real thing. If I look at all the things that I've quote unquote achieved, and we've all got our own definitions of success, and like thanks again for you know for saying that some of my achievements have been impressive, um, but I, I genuinely believe that like whether it's starting a business, whether it's whatever you're pursuing in life, it typically comes out of like inspiration or desperation. And I feel like a lot of it's desperation. Like you go through a particular experience, you might not even think it was a like a big deal at the time, mm. but then later on in life, yeah. like there's things in you that are like drive mm. you towards something or drive you away from something to mm. go and achieve something bigger and better yeah, yeah, because of right. something you experienced. Yeah. So um, definitely didn't have like like a hardship type upbringing. Um, Fair play. But yeah. Just, I yeah. Thinking, I, I loved. I love where I come from. Do you know mm. what I mean? Um, it's interesting because like. Looking back now, it wasn't something that I really acknowledged then because all I gave a shit about was playing football with my mates and that was it. But when we'd play at Finsbury Park every day and be like, oh, where's Dwayne or where's Tom or where's James or where's Jamie or wherever, like it never really, I never really clocked it properly. But like one guy was like arrested, another guy was this, another guy went to Felton for like stabbing someone. But like you're just around that, but it wasn't, yeah. I wasn't involved in that. Yeah. But you're just around that. Yeah. It was just the boys mm. playing football. Like there were certain people that were into certain things, and there were certain of us that yeah. all we cared about was football. That was life. Yeah. You know, it's before girls, before it was just, that was life. Yeah. And, and you, because obviously you was yeah. from Wolverhampton. I can relate to that a little bit. It's kind of like, you're you're on the roads, but you're you're from the roads, but you're not on the roads, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like not that. a road man, but, but like, you're on the roads. Yeah, you just you're, you know, you're associated. Yeah, and the other thing is, I'm I'm fucking. We were talking about gratitude. Mm. Like, I'm grateful for it. Mm, I'm grateful for it. Like yeah, even driving experience. here, to, yeah, because like now you're aware of certain things. Mm-hmm. There's something that Fifty Cent said, like that every time he does business with people, like for the last 20, 30 years, that he's in a boardroom or he's in a business meeting, and he says like. Not even a shadow of a doubt. Like these people that I'm, I'm talking to, that I'm meeting with, they're all smarter than me. They've all been educated better than me, longer than me, further education, whatever. But what they haven't got 
if they haven't come from where I've come from. Mm. And I don't believe that they could have come from where I've come from and still made it. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I'm not like I'm not comparing myself yeah, to 50%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm but saying it is it just makes you aware of certain things. So I'll give, yeah. me a, I'll give you an example. I'm driving here today, I'm coming up to Hampton Square, and I see a, I'm in traffic, and I see a woman walking up the road, and it looks like she's crying. Yeah, so straight away, my mind's like, is she crying? If she is crying, like, should I pull over and see if she's all right? Then I'm like, this could be a scam. Like, it could, yeah. like, yeah, you don't, but don't know. get me wrong, like, you, don't you know. might be thinking, fucking hell, like, you... relax, man. But, like, these things are happening all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, and man. so, like, I've got two kids, like, I'm constantly aware of the upbringing they've got compared to what I've got. And it's not just the whole street credibility, but just being aware and being observant of certain things that go on oh, around you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah. And you, when you go to Barcelona and like you're walking down the Lambras popular street and there's loads of pickpockets, like you go to Chicago and other like just being aware. Mm-hmm. Like I'm grateful that yeah. I've been born and raised in London, where like you you saw lots of things. Yeah, there's a like I don't know if I've you've heard me say this before, but one of the guys uh, in my mastermind, um, tree surgeon based in Newquay in Cornwall, and so he's actually from a little village just outside, and so everyone knows each other. And it was one Tuesday morning, he rocks up, he got there quite early, five-hour drive, yeah? So he comes every month, five-hour drive there, five-hour drive back, yeah, spend the day with incredible. us as well. And, um, like, truly humbling. But that aside, he parked at um, the train station, all right? Yes. So he parked there all day, and it's like a 30-second walk from there to my office, right? So nice sunny day, he's walking on a Tuesday morning, and um, he comes into my office, and he's like, he's fucking, like, he's seen a ghost. I'm like, what's going on, man? You're right. He just looked distraught, like he was ill. I like, what's wrong? He goes, um... I was just walking from the train station to your office and I, I saw this guy, like, I looked at him, he looked at me and I said, oh, morning. And the geezer goes, fuck off. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, because he's not used to that, yeah? So I'm like, bro, like, what business have you got telling the geezer, like, I said to the guy, like, good morning. Like, it's your yeah. fucking fault. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But the point is, all these people come from different parts of the country yeah. or different parts of the world. They're not used to that. Yeah, yeah no. do you know what I mean? I was having this conversation people. today yeah. with um, uh, one girl from the tattoo studio. The, and uh, she's a piercer She's from up north And she was saying that She says hello to everyone But it's like People look at her Like she's crazy Yeah So now she's just like You know what I'm not saying hello To anyone anymore Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Well the, the thing is Like over well, I think there's a bit Of a stigma in London Anyway where We're not the most Open people Like yeah, to say hello Like yeah, yeah. like compared to say Like Americans yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll just talk to everybody And everyone And like open a conversation yeah. Which I think is which is brilliant, by yeah. the way. Get on the tube and see, like, everyone's head down. Yeah, yeah, yeah headphones on, no like, one, no one's on newspaper. It, yeah. No one's yeah. On. Everyone's kind of a little, is it fear? Reserve. Would you say it's fear? Yeah, I don't know. Leave I think part of it's fear. I mean, look, these, these, these days, you don't know, like, what fucking some crazy person's going to do. Like, there's that yeah. element to it yeah. as well. But <laughs> I just feel <laughs> like, quite, yeah, exactly. It's quite cosmopolitan. Like, everyone's just yeah. like, oh, shit, mm. like, big city. Yeah, because um, we had our guests, um, uh, Paul, speak about this, where, um, they came from like this this small kind of village where everyone knew each other mm. and so did his son. And um, he was happy when his son moved out of there because he wanted to experience a lot more. He didn't want him to get stuck in that comfort zone yeah, yeah. and then not be like of more of an understanding. I think like the more you move around into different places, the more you get a good understanding of what like cultures are like, yeah. what are people are like. It's great life you know. lessons. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm super grateful to like been born and raised in London and Harringay. It just, it just switches you on to certain things. Mm, yeah. But don't get me wrong. There's people that I grew up with that still ain't got no street smarts and they're with me every step of the way. Do you know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. it's not just, oh, you grew up in a certain area, mm. you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. And, it, and, and it's, um, you know, I think I've, these lessons you can just take with you like every step of the way to to, to be fair. So um, I, I, I was quite, it was quite interesting because in my earlier years, I was 
in a nice area. I was in a nice fluential area. And then as I got older, I started hanging around in like Wolverhampton with all the goons. Yeah. And like, and to be honest, I used to love it. Yeah. I used to actually like they thrive liked, off of liked it. it. Rough around the edges. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it was good because you just saw a completely different perspective. And, you know, and, and, and do you know what? There was a good, still a good positive vibe from it. Yeah. Like it wasn't yeah. like all negative, but people were like quite united. They wanted to like aspire. There were like mini entrepreneurs already. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it was really cool to I, see it. Yeah, I love that, that hunger. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's difficult. Like you can't replicate it. You've either got it or you haven't. And in certain areas, like in those environments, like it, it's a breeding ground and you can you can then choose whether you use that. In the right way. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I spent quite a bit of time in Walthamstow growing up as well and Leightonstone and oh, Black cool, Horse man. Road and got family. Yes, like, yeah, just, yeah. just like, and you, like you go to another area that isn't your area, but it's similar. Mm. And now you've got to be even more vigilant because it's not your it's not yeah, your place, yeah, man. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure, man. You've got to be respectful. You got you know what I mean? Mm. No, yeah, for sure, man. Thank yeah, you. yeah. And then um, so you, I recall you went to uni as well, didn't mm. you? Yeah, I'm not academic at all. Like <laughs> the opposite. Um, but my dad is super academic. Good like, with numbers. I'm good with numbers because <laughs> that interests me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, my dad's really academic, and um, look, rightly or wrongly, like we were just having a conversation before we you know before coming onto onto the show onto the podcast and about gratitude and people like around you like with the you know they've got the best intentions and so i've got two sisters i remember i took my sisters out for dinner a couple about a year and a half ago two years ago at gaucho in Hampstead, and um and we're chatting away and, and we started like talking and reminiscing about our upbringing and whatever and um and at one point i'm like oh you know what i'm so grateful for all the lessons dad gave us yeah and I started reading them off. Like I'm like eight or nine deep into all these lessons. And they're both sitting sitting there staring at me. And they're like, we've never fucking heard those lessons before. So like there were certain things that my dad told me oh, that he didn't tell my sisters. Yeah. Okay. Because in his mind, like come from a little village to a big city in London for him. Like you have to go to university. You have, as a man, you've got to be the breadwinner. Like all these kind of things that yeah, he like, because that's yeah. just where he came from. Mm -hmm. And so like, there was all of that side of it as well. And, yeah. that, and I think like all these, you know, they, they've got good intentions. So I went to university basically to please my dad. Yeah. Like, oh, it wasn't because okay. I wanted yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah. that's fair enough. Yeah. 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 Where did you go? I went Brunel. Okay. That's a good yeah. uni, man. For yeah, someone that's like, oh, I'm just going to go to please someone else. I couldn't yeah. get into Brunel. I'll tell you that now. Yeah. yeah. No, it's because I think it was because I'd done like, um, I'd done performing mm. arts and English. So I'd done like kind of like four A levels, but it was like a B tech and an A level. So I think because of that, that's what got me in kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, where did you nice. go? I went to Teesside in Middlesbrough. Okay. Like, <clears throat> I love Middlesbrough. If anyone sees this from Middlesbrough, I like, I love it, shithole, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. Like, great, great part of my life. But this is the thing though. My dad was like, you're going uni, you're going uni, you're going uni. I was like, okay, good, cool, I'll go uni. But I'm going 300 fucking miles away. Or yeah. 277 to be exact. But yeah, so did you choose to go to Middlesbrough? Yeah, I just wanted to go as far as possible. Oh, did yeah. you? Yeah, wow, like, yeah, literally like, point. 45 minutes an hour from like the Scottish border like yeah, you know what I mean yeah, but I had a great fucking time but mm. again everyone's super friendly up there man mm. go to supermarket everyone's chatting to me I'm like it's refreshing yeah, isn't yeah. It, a little bit yeah at the beginning I was like fuck do you want yeah yeah yeah, yeah it is refreshing it's lovely man yeah. came out yeah nah it's lovely man yeah. but yeah so I went up I went up like 300 miles away yeah wow wow yeah, yeah. I mean to be fair like from a Going to university, you do get a lot of independent skills coming. That was probably quite healthy for you to leave yeah. uh, early, yeah, especially in the in our in our community, like the Greek community, Turkish community. Like you get spoiled, you can get a bit spoiled in that only um, son as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah, sure, yeah. I'm sure. And the girls had to, um, and your sisters were staying at home. Um, like, yeah, not so much, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So it, it was great. Oh, I mean, to be fair, forget the reason that I went. Like mm. I went a boy and I came back a man. Yeah, like, yeah because you just yeah. got. A, 
you learn yeah, evolve yeah man you yeah, learn yeah, like yeah. if you want to wear those clothes like you've got to wash them dry them Bro, iron them yeah. like you want to eat you can't be eating takeaways every day for three years you know yeah. what I mean well I think I've I think I've broken the world record for takeaways oh, really? since I moved <laughs> out here yeah. what do you want how many days <laughs> yeah, too many days I'm busy anyway so I'm, I'm I'm content with it all to be fair so so um, you came back from uni and then you what happened next? Yeah, so, yeah, good question, actually. So, um, so I was, like, deep into my degree. Uh, again, not academic. Like, it took me a while to get on. But I, did, I had to do um, uh, resits at GCSEs and, like, even to get to university. And then I did a, um, a what do you call it, a diploma to then transfer that into a degree. And then I was um, in my, my, my third year of the degree. And my uncle passed away, uh, my dad's brother. And uh, so I came back for the, for the funeral and as difficult as it was, um, I didn't realise it until I went back to university. And that year I was living by myself as well, because it was the final year I'm supposed to be studying and like taking yeah. it seriously. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't realise how lonely I would get, because it was one yeah, thing coming 100%. down and being around the family. Everyone's grieving, everyone's mourning, like been to the funeral together, whatever, but everyone's together. And then I went back there and I was by myself and it just I just fell into like a weird place, man. Like mm. um, I, was, I was smoking a lot of weed, um, mm. like I... I I got into like this weird insomnia. Yeah. Like I wasn't sleeping at night. I was sleeping during the day. I went for a whole week of like not seeing any daylight. And it wasn't like it was like the depth of winter, by the way. Like, yeah, it just really fucked with my head and my mm. body clock. And, and it was just, it was just a weird time. Anyway, so um, I pulled the plug and I moved back to um, to London and then transferred to Middlesex University in Hendon and just finished my oh, degree nice. there. Nice. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. And so um, because of that transfer, um, there was the majority of the modules were transferable, some were not. And then um, I was almost finished. And then they had, I, I was like, I was in university like maybe two, sometimes two and a half days a week. Um, and I was working at Starbucks in Muswell Hill. And because I wasn't in university all the time, and it wasn't like the whole online presence that we've got now and like communication, whatever. Long story short, I went for my final exam, uh, which was 2 p.m. I got there like 12.30, but they moved it to a 9 a.m. And no one told me. So I'm like, I've found the room that I've got my exam in, but I'm looking through the window and like everyone in my class is in the fucking exam. Oh, yeah. yeah so I was like, oh man, I'm such a dickhead. Oh, yeah. oh, so I had to wait until the next uh, opportunity, which was six months later. Oh, is that so long? All, yeah, it was long, man. And so all my mates graduated. And a lot of my mates got first class degrees wow. and they couldn't get a job. Too, too, too educated, yeah, too yeah. qualified. No experience. Oh, okay. yeah, so I've got a first yeah. class degree, but no experience, right? Okay. So now I've got six months to kill. I'm just fucking about a Starbucks. Um, and so nice. um, I had a mate of mine who um, had a web design business, but also um, seasonally did like firework distribution, like for about six to eight weeks over Guy Fawkes and Diwali and whatever, would make like a killing in those like six to eight weeks. And so um, he needed a delivery driver. So I went to help him out. So I was actually delivering fireworks for him um, just around London. And then I was just seeing that all his paperwork was just all over the place and it was really fucking bugging me. So I, I organized his entire processes like in his business like everything from start to finish and uh, his father-in-law saw me do that over a space of a couple of weeks and um his father-in-law uh was um the senior partner of an accountancy and insolvency firm and said look we've got someone going on maternity leave for six months why don't you come and get some office experience that way by the time you finish your degree you've mm. now got six months under your belt you're more employable so i was like that sounds like a no-brainer yeah, yeah, so i did man. that didn't have a clue what insolvency was. Um, basically, it's the for anyone listening that doesn't know what it is, it's the industry that deals with bankruptcies, liquidations, and similar services. Oh, yeah. um, and within six months, 
like I just fell in love with it because I was dealing with so many different diverse businesses and the reasons that they would go bust or have debt problems. Wow, yeah. um, and then unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, unfortunately in so far as um, I experienced someone commit suicide within six months because of money problems. Oh, man, and it just changed the way I, I saw everything in life. Mm. And so that was I was like, that's it. I'm going all in on this industry. Like there's no fucking way that anyone is going to like even come close to committing suicide on my watch because of money. Now, don't get me wrong. There's like growing up, you hear and see like on TV or films or whatever about people committing suicide and stuff. And, you know, you get, there's lots of different reasons. So someone might have been abused like physically or emotionally or like sexually or whatever. Like mm. I can't speak to any of that. That's not, that's not my so expertise. Yeah, yeah. But I was learning more and more. I was always fascinated with money and numbers and, and that sort of thing. So I was learning quite rapidly in that industry. And I was like, there's no way that, like, there's never a good reason to commit suicide, but not because of fucking money. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But, like, but there wasn't, tough, the thing is, there wasn't yeah. enough people like you as well, where it was like, when we were speaking about accountants, they're very kind of like rigid and one dimensional, like, you must do this, you've got to do this. With people like you, you're almost like the gap between the entrepreneur and the accountant that yep. says, you've got to do things legitimately. 100%. But there are, there are things that you can bend to work to for you rather yeah. than against you yeah, yeah. because if you follow literally everything by the book uh running a business by law by everything you're not going to ever have a business that's the truth you've got to make sure everything is working for you not against you that that's the yeah yeah 100 agree i mean for the purpose of anyone that might be listening to this <laughs> we always do everything yeah. legal and above yeah board. yeah that's um, right but but the reality is look like we all have different definitions of success, right? And so when we look at certain people and there's certain characteristics or certain things that we like will tick a box and say they seemingly are successful. Like there's certain things that people do because they're aware, they're in the know of how to maximize a business or profit yeah. or reduce your liabilities in different places or just move things around, yeah. you know, yeah. completely legitimately. But it's like one of those things, you know what you know and you don't know what you don't know in many, yeah, many respects, yeah. you know? And yeah. so like, the, the thing that got me is that there was a lack of education or a lack of information where people were scared of certain things. Like if they're owed money, like it's not that that they're afraid of. It's the fuck, like could a bailiff knock on the door and my kids answer the door tomorrow morning? Like that's the real fear. Yeah. Or I get a letter and I've got to go to court. How am I going to pay all my My house is going to be repossessed. Like those yeah, are the fears, yeah. right? So I just thought like, they're, like I know, inf I know stuff. Like mm. I know that if a bailiff knocks on your door, mm. This is what they're legally allowed to do, and this is what you can do and say to them to get rid of them. But no one's, no one's sharing that information. Yeah, like, yeah, that's right. Are you mad? Like, yeah. why are you not? Like, people are fucking like falling yeah. into depression and like drinking and taking drugs and mm. like you know. But but this is why cash flow, it, cash is king, isn't it? Like, yeah, man. If you don't if you don't have money in the bank to pay for everything that you've got to pay for, yeah. then and 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 this is. It isn't about breaking the law. It's about doing the right thing to make sure you've got cash in the bank so you can pay everybody when you're meant to actually yeah. pay people. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And you're that buffer. Yeah. Like, that, and that's what you're trying to create. I just feel like I'm a vessel. Like I've yeah. got some information and I feel like more people need to know it and 100%. more people need to be reminded of it on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. Because we forget stuff or certain things happen. But they also, like, the other thing is that, like, I don't believe that any one of us can be the best version of ourselves if we're distracted by money problems. Mm. And so like unfortunately like people commit suicide because of money fortunately it doesn't happen as often um, as it could but there's other 
less serious but still serious things that happen like people fall into depression because of yeah, money problems yeah for sure and they and I'm not condoning this but they might become violent or mm -hmm. they might be impatient with their children they might not spend any time at home they might not be the carer that they need to be they might argue with the other half like there's a lot of divorces that people don't talk about but there's a lot of, I wouldn't be surprised I don't know have the stats because they don't track them to this level of depth but I wouldn't be surprised if the majority of divorces are because of money problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. So, so like it, it puts a lot of strain on people, and you can't be the best version of yourself if you're distracted by money. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah. so my thing is, look, I can share some stuff that can just it can get rid of the anxiety or the fear of what could happen. Mm -hmm. So you can chill, and now you can start with the right frame of mind, the right energy, That's put it. together a plan to move forward, and not be like anxious and worried every time the phone rings or you get a message or you get an email, the, the doorbell rings, that yeah. it's like someone's that's going to fucking ask for money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, stressful, yeah. man. It does yeah. create a lot of anxiety, you know, because yeah, you, yeah. you don't know what you don't know and you exactly. always think the worst. Yeah. You know, and people fear the unknown. Fear the unknown. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what though? The fun there's there's two fundamental parts. There's the the knowing, and then there's the actual doing something with that information. Mm. And it's it must be quite interesting for you and your journey where you can educate a hundred people in a room, but unless they actually do something yeah. with it, it, it doesn't actually mean anything, yeah, yeah. right? And that's yeah. and that's something that I've seen a couple of times where it's like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink it. Yeah. Um, even though what you're really trying to do is save them from, yeah. you know, something that could be quite detrimental to yeah. their whole life. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but so, so sometimes people got to get burnt as well. That's, Bro, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, I feel like on some level, it's a good thing uh, for people to experience like a enough of is enough moment. Like mm. something's like, something's got a break or snap. Yeah. Not necessarily, yeah. hopefully not literally, but like something's got a snap in them, in their mind where they're like, that's it. The I'm not tolerating this life anymore. Yeah. No. And you make a change. Mm. Yeah. But some people like, they go through that, they go through these snaps, but they don't learn the lesson, they don't yeah. change, they don't do anything. Mm. Um, and for me, I'm like, well, like I've experienced a few enough is enough moments. That suicide example was 100% one of them. Um, and uh, the other thing is that I'm very, I'm very aware and very observant that like we were just talking outside. Like I'm aware, like the, the thing that you just shared about, about your cousin, like I'm, I'm looking to learn from that. Like I don't need yeah. to go through like daily, weekly, monthly of my own enough is enough yeah. moments. Why don't I learn from other people? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, by listening. Yeah. yeah. Even, so yeah Sammy was talking saying. about uh, yeah, learning yes, uh, the other day on our podcast about the free. Um, yeah, there's three ways. You can learn by like experience. You can learn by witness, like watching. And mm. the best way is, if you can do it, learn by listening yeah. to others. Because yeah. But when you're young. It's hard though, isn't it? But, yeah. but, but when you're young, you generally want to learn for experience. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Then you're, then like, but then when you get older, I, I generally think you start listening more. And the more yeah. you actually listen, like, you don't have to do everything like that somebody else says or that a bit of advice. But just by listening allows you of a new path to walk down yeah. if you want to choose to. Don't even need to fight the other person. You, they've just given you another opportunity to look at something yeah. in yeah, a yeah. totally different angle that yeah. you never had before. Yeah. And that's the, the thing is because one of the biggest things is we've, we assume we know too much. And the best thing to do is assume you know yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely nothing. You talk about that a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Only, only fools know everything. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, honestly, I, I literally went through life a, probably a little bit insecure thinking I didn't know this or I didn't know that. And it actually worked to my advantage because I absorbed more. I was like... I wasn't afraid to ask a, a silly question. I wanted yeah, to understand exactly. things. I always got, got to try and understand, understand things. So the, I'll ask as many questions as I need to, to get to that, to that place of understanding. But, yeah. but then you've got to do something with it, haven't you? 100%. I just, I just feel like it's, um, 
look, we all want different things. And I keep saying it, I'm probably going to say it another 10 times, like in the next hour or so, but like about everyone's got their own definition of success and their own priorities and what's important. But like, why would you only learn from your own mistakes? It's not enough. It's, no, it's not like, enough. People make mistakes all day, every day around mm. you, as mm. well as your own mistakes. Like yeah. you could be, you could be just absorbing all of that yeah. and just learning. And, and the other thing I see people doing, and look, I'm not, I'm 100% not coming from a place of like, uh, I'm sitting up here as the Oracle or whatever. I'm just like, you go through certain things, you see certain things. And, and I, I've made so many mistakes in the past and I see people making the mistakes now and I pull them up on it in a loving way. I appreciate that. Again, I'm just trying to feel the energy. Some people need an arm around them. Some people need to be yeah, dug out. Like some courses. people I need to say, look, I, I thought you were, I thought you were a boss, man. I thought you were a leader. Like, I thought you were committed, but he obviously said, I was wrong. He said, yeah. that. he said that to me once. Yeah, but yeah, look, yeah, well, <laughs> whatever it takes to get the reality person check. to the, yeah, yeah man. Check, and so yeah. I'm, I'm aware of that, but like I, I, I was 100% the kind of person that was extremely insecure for a couple of reasons, which I, I'm 100% I'm comfortable sharing. One is my height. It used to bother me a lot mm. growing up. Massive, massive problem for me. And uh, I lost my hair at a very young age. And so these two things like really fucked my confidence. Mm. And so... I had an insecure, I had an um, uh, inferiority complex that I thought I was less less than everyone else, mm. and and weirdly, um, before I, I I properly navigated through it, I turned that into a superiority complex. Oh. So like I'm all of a sudden I'm like I'm insecure, I feel low, like I'm low on confidence, but to make myself feel better, I'd put other people down. Oh, okay. So they're almost like I, I'm like putting other people down yeah, to because I'm better. Bring, bring yeah. yourself so up. I turned a, a fucking inf like inferiority complex into a superiority complex. Did, did it work, by the way? It, no, it didn't work. I mean, it worked short term because it made short me feel term. better in the moment. In the moment, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, but but it was just I was young, foolish, immature. Like, and I see people making the same mistakes as men now. Mm. And and like I try and open up. But going back to what you said, like you can open all the doors, but like people have got to walk through it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And so my thing was, um, I'm insecure. And I just use like being the joker in in the class at school as my mechanism to be like, look, if I take the piss out of Sammy, then I'll take the piss out They'll of George. They'll divert the attention. Like, all, everyone else is looking at them. Yeah. And so if they're looking at them, they ain't looking at me. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Now, yeah. I don't fucking know how many times like other people went home crying that day because I was a, I was a cunt yeah. basically, mm. you know, to make myself feel better. Mm. So, um, you know, these are things that I didn't really learn from and come out of until well into my 20s. Yeah. Yeah, like and, right. you know, and it's almost embarrassing for me to fucking say that. Like, mm. nah, but it, bit, bit you know, yeah, exactly. But like, I see a lot of people doing these kind yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, even yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's so many examples of it. Like, it's like you could be in a room with other people, and you've got to talk the most, or talk the loudest, yeah. or you've got you've got to go and buy that car, even though like you shouldn't have got it because like there's other priorities in your life or you go and buy a luxury watch when it hasn't come out of profit or it hasn't come out of passive income it's you borrowed the money like like just for, like what, what are we doing do you know what yeah, I mean let's just funny. like let's just take a step back because these things whilst they might make you feel good in the short term and look, I'm fully aware that like I've quote unquote achieved what I've achieved and I've got what I've got but like anything that I've achieved like that I've bought that's materialistic and I and, and I'm like hundred percent spent a lot of money like on shit that I didn't need to do and like I was flexing and I was, it was all on credit cards and I ended up <laughs> with a lot of debt myself ironically, um, but there's a lot of other things that have been taken care of before I go and buy those things now. Yeah, mm. you know, like yeah. Well, the, the the kind of like art to wealth, how I've understood it right, is invest in assets that create passive income 
that allow you to live that yeah. that life that yeah, you want to yeah. live. But if you try and like buy all the materialistic stuff now, then you're pretty much paying for it all yeah. later on. Essentially, on the never never as the, a yeah. um, which I think was a, a term like from up north, but it, like a lot of Londoners like like when I grew up, that was like my parents generation they used to talk about oh like oh like everyone's buying everything on the never never basically is when you buy something on, on hp yeah, yeah where basically you're buying something expensive that you can't afford you've got no business buying um and you're spreading it over like yeah. an obscene amount of months and years because yeah. one thing i love about what this this statistics you told me about credit cards about the free yeah yeah yeah, the business model, like so that so um, that 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 element of uh, the financial industry uh, and the financial world is is a very clear business model. So you've got three types of consumers. So if we've all got credit cards, we've got let's just say for example, um, you're the kind of person that spends every month, and you pay it off in full every single month, right? That's not really what the credit card company wants because. No they're not charging you loads of interest and they haven't got you by the balls basically for years. So, but they've got to have that option there for people like you. Mm -hmm. um, so that's you. They're not making any money from you. Yeah. Then you've got, let's say, um, George who um, spends every month and then pays the minimum every single month. And um, that is the dream client because you're spending all the time, but you're paying the minimum amount off so they've got you for five, 10, 15, 20, in some cases, 30 fucking years. Wow, man. And, and like in many cases, nobody ever pays off the actual capital. It's just the interest, right? Yeah. Then you've got the third person that's me that's like spending like wildly on the credit cards and then goes bankrupt. I've got no assets. So they don't make any money out of me. They don't make any money out of you, but they make enough money out of you mm. to cover that. To cover me and you yeah. 10 oh. times over, 100 oh. times over. Think about it. That's, like, that, that's why you got to get like the interest-free credit cards yeah. for that period of time. Yeah, yeah. And then you got to switch it over. Yeah. But, but it's it's important when you got a credit card, however, you got to be so responsible because mm. it can either work for you or it can totally work against yeah, yeah. you. And that slight bit of being kind of irresponsible, it just, it can wipe you out, can't it? Yeah, and that, I mean, wipe you out. Like you say, like wipe you out. It could wipe you out like short term, but that, that could stay with you for the rest of your adult life which means that you're always, always playing catch up, mm. which means that you're always gonna have some level of cash flow problems, yeah. whether you're employed or you're running a business because you're playing catch up. And then that's the breeding ground for being distracted, not being the best version of yourself, arguing with your missus, yeah. not being like present or patient with your kids. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, because so, of what? Because they couldn't have fucking taught us that at school. Yeah. yeah. Do you know so what I mean? They didn't. Like they trap. didn't. It's a trap, man. Yeah, yeah, of course it's a trap. It's a trap. Do you know what Just was... on this point though, like the reason it's a trap, right? So, um, this is a great fucking country, right? Let's 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 say it as it is. Like we've got yeah, so many opportunities it. here, right? Um, you go back fifty years, hundred years, hundred fifty years, two hundred years, like more so the hundred fifty hundred years plus, right? This country was self sufficient, which means they produced steel and coal and like like everything that the country needed. As an island, we didn't need anyone else. Yeah, it was self sufficient, and they used to export all that stuff. Slowly, slowly, all those industries have died off. Mm. So if you look back over the last twenty, maybe even thirty years, the biggest export out of this country is not any material things, it's financial services, mm. right? So if you've got a 60, 70 million strong population of which 40 to 50 million are adults, it makes sense not to educate people so that they buy into the biggest export that you've got anyway. Yeah, yeah. So now they're in the trap and now we can also sell to so other countries and like- It becomes like a hamster wheel, doesn't it? Yeah, man. That's yeah. insane, bro. So I, I remember, um, so last year I was um, trying to get a property and my credit rating was quite low. 
And the reason why my credit rating was low was because I didn't have lots of bills. Um, you get damned if you do, damned if you don't. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you don't have a credit card, then you're not, you don't know if you're a good well, person to let money I got to. a credit card. I got five grand in debt. I started paying my bills off regularly. My credit rating went through the roof. So as if to encourage you to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and as long as you, debt. it's good yeah, yeah. debt, yeah. yeah. And, and that's quite the, the other interesting thing about making debt work for you, yep. you know, but if you are irresponsible, it can, it can be total, total wipeout. hundred percent. So like, I'll give you an example on that. So I'm an Arsenal fan. And uh, when Arsenal moved to the Emirates, um, and it was the first season there, so we're going back to 2006. So I went to a game, my first ever game at the Emirates, like buzzing. <laughs> and so I'm like, I got there early and we're walking around the stadium and um, there's all these like stalls outside the stadium. And there's one that had like these like really cool Arsenal caps. Caps don't suit me, but I wanted one for my eldest nephew, right? I say eldest, like at the time he was young, but now he's like just under 18. Um, and so I wanted a cap. So I went up to the, the girl at the store, whatever. I was like, oh, how much for a cap? She goes, they're, they're free. I was like, oh, cool. Well, you got to do something to a credit card. Oh. MB&A Arsenal credit card. So they're in partnership now, yeah? MB&A uh, okay. at the time with Arsenal, right? So wow. you get a nice little red credit card that says MB&A and Arsenal all over it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was like, I don't want a credit card. She was like, well, you got to get a credit card. You can't buy it. <laughs> like, you need a, to sign up to a credit card um, to get it. I was like, look, let me just give you a tenner. <laughs> just tell, a tell your supervisor that one fucking blew away. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. She was like, adamant. She didn't, she didn't want, like, she wasn't having none of it. So I, anyway, I signed up to the fucking credit card. All <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. When I tell you, like, hand on heart, all I put down on this fucking form was my name and my address. That's it. Like, there was, there was the rest of the form that I, she was like, don't even bother. Just name and address. That's it. Mm. Two weeks later, I get a nine grand credit card. Nine grand limit, yeah? Now, they don't know how irresponsible or responsible I am with money. That's nine grand just mm. to get a cap. Now, at the time, this was obviously pre-2008, pre-credit crunch, banking crisis, whatever, yeah? Now, obviously, I'm working in the insolvency industry anyway, so I'm kind of seeing all that stuff as well, right? And so my mind's thinking, fuck me, like, it took me, like, 15 seconds to sign up for a credit card, and they just give me nine grand. No credit check, no, if I, have, I, have I got a job? How much do I earn? Can I even pay it back? Nothing, right? I was like, I could literally, like, walk down the high street, any high street, go into Halifax, go into Woolwich, go into Barclays, go into NatWest, go into Lloyd's, go into HSBC, and go and get between five and 10 grand credit card, just like that straight away. Mm. I could have a hundred grand worth of credit, yeah? Mad. And then I could spend the next three to six months withdrawing 300 pounds per day on each card and now in six months time i'm sitting on 100 grand cash yeah. right and i could put that under my bed yeah that's where people put money right yeah, yeah. and then and then i could delay yeah, i could delay it for a couple of months like give a sob story to all the credit card companies that i don't have a job and i'm gonna pay it back or whatever and then go bankrupt and oh, i could go yeah. bankrupt for less than a thousand pound Whoa. So now I've got 99 grand in cash just sat there, but I've got a bad credit score. Okay. Yeah. But I'm still young. Yeah. Now, side note, one of the things that I taught myself how to do working in the insolvency industry because there was a gap was anyone that came to us for advice like had some debt challenges going on, right? Mm -hmm. So by default, they had a bad credit score either in business or personally, mm -hmm. by default. So I started to mess about with my own credit score do if like miss a few payments, get a default, see how quickly I could get back up. And so I was selling that as a side service. So I was like, I could, like they say six years, blacklist doesn't exist, that's a myth, there's no blacklist. Basically, it's on your credit file for six years. Um, okay. There's certain things you can do, and certain things you can't do. 
like getting a mortgage is going to be almost impossible or whatever. But I taught myself and I started selling this as a service that I can get you back on track to get a mortgage within two to three years, even if you've gone bankrupt. So as a young person, like I could have gone bankrupt, I could have rebuilt my credit score, and now I'm sitting on a £99,000 cash deposit for a property. Are you mad? I could have fucking gone and bought four or five properties. That's insane. Do you know what I mean? That's how the system was set up. And that's why it fucking came crashing down because oh, there was these, like, that's just one example. Yeah. I can give you another example. There was a, these things called Ninja mortgages, right? So they were pumping out mortgages pre-2008. So Ninja is an acronym. It stands for no income, no job or assets. As a mortgage. So, mortgage. so are you mad? Like you're, you, I can go and borrow 200 grand, 300 grand, 500 grand. Or maybe even I can buy a, like a 300 grand property, but borrow 350 grand. Don't yeah. even let me even more than what it's worth. I've got no job, so I've got no chance of repaying it. Mm. I've got no other income, mm. no chance of repaying it. I've got no assets to leverage. I've got no nothing. Yeah. And they're still lending it to me. Man. How mad is that? Yeah, mental. Yeah. Like, this was how irresponsible, but, yeah, the banks on were. some level, irresponsible it was from our point of view. Yeah. But they knew what they were doing they because, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't forget, like they'll get a bit of money from you if you're that type of consumer that I, I mentioned a minute ago, they won't get any money from me because I'm going to go bankrupt, but... I'm making them rich. Yeah. yeah and the business yeah. model works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until such time as one y- bank yeah. like collapses and there's a knock-on effect, like mm. you saw what happened in Greece and how... Oh, there's no money Cyprus. left because they've given yeah. it all away and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how, just think about that for a second. That's, like, yeah. none of us are roadmen, yeah? We touched on that before, but like, let's just say, grass fucking roots, yeah? We're all on the road mm. and we're now shorting a little bit of draw or whatever. Are you going to give someone, like, you're going to go and give a crackhead that's got no fucking chance of paying you money for, you're just giving them something on tick? No way. They've got no chance of paying you back. Why would you give them that, that, that bit of weed or that yeah, bit of coke up, or whatever? You end up owning them, don't you? That, that, yeah. That's, but, what, that's what ends up happening. Yeah, yeah but so, like, from a like, business point of view, like, you're giving credit out yeah, to people that have got no chance of paying to, yeah, you back. Yeah, yeah. But this is a legitimate business, right? Yeah, mm. so, And yeah. that's completely different to... Illegal yeah, activities, yeah, except yeah. it's not. It's the exact same it's, fucking it's thing. It's the same concept, just isn't one's it? illegal and one's not. Yeah, um, yeah, technically speaking. But it's just it's mad when you think about. You yeah. break these things down. And you're like fuck. Like, but but there's a bit of a stigma growing with the banks anyway about you know if they're even going to be here forever. There's all these like cryptocurrencies coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, which they don't have control over. Yeah, which they and don't have scary. that, and they don't like it. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. But then you know they're talking to they're telling people to save their money all the while while inflation's going up. So your money that you're saving isn't actually yeah, yeah. the value that you've yeah, actually yeah. got. So they're encouraging bad behaviours yeah. to people and they know what they're doing, by the way. Like, of course they do. They're reusing everybody's money yeah, to, yeah. to go and make 10% while yeah. we're making like 3 or 4% of our money. On some level, it is the greatest scam of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Like you hear Grant Cardone talk about it with the whole mortgage thing's a big scam. Yeah, yeah. They t- you know, they're like, oh, the dream is to own your own property and like, you know, they push towards it or whatever. Man. Yeah, so you're, so you're stuck now for like the next 25, 30, 35 years and now like in the last 10, 15 years, like they're just pushing up the retirement age. Yeah. Before you know it, like you're getting mortgaged up to the time that you're 80, 90 years old. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and that's so, why you've got to make debt work for you. 100%, exactly. That, that, that's the aim. That's that's the difference. It's the, it's the mindset shift of like, there's a lot of stuff that I don't know, so I'm going to learn it. And it's again, like, why only learn from your own mistakes, especially if you're playing at this level over here, like, go and look at and observe what people that are wealthy, yeah, have already done, uh, uh, yeah, are already done or doing. And let me learn from them, because like, you don't pay tax on borrowing money. So, like, go and borrow as much money as possible, but not for the holiday, or the car, or the watch, or, or the clothes. 
go and borrow money and invest it in a property in a property or invest it in a business that's like you can grow and get like so much of a return yeah. in a much shorter space of time the other mad thing is as well like you could have loads of money in the bank and by the way like you're only insured for 85 grand of money in the bank anyway so like if, yeah, a, business, if a bank goes bust like you're only at the moment, so if you currently, you, yeah, if you've got like two hundred grand in the bank, yeah, you you, it's, you, it's, you it's just true. got eighty five covered. That's, that, that's currently, currently. Like at any given point, they, they could change. change that law and yeah. be like, actually, none of it's covered. Look what happened yeah. in Cyprus, man. Yeah, 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 win, yeah. yeah, it? yeah, yeah. yeah we we knew someone that invested in um, uh, like a Cyprus type bank and they lost a, lo- a lot of money so yeah yeah so anyone in the know was like calling all their friends and family like, listen get your fucking money out of the bank right fucking now yeah but i know people man. that had millions of euros in the bank millions lost and got left with three hundred thousand euros yeah. we're talking an entire life's work life savings mm. like inheritance for children and grandchildren and just See, gone that's enough to bang. top you 100 percent. yeah 100 percent so what what would you what so when people come to you what do you what do you do sit with them what would you recommend people do or is it, it's a whole it's oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is gonna start charging he's gonna yeah, give yeah. me the bills oh, say, this do you want to put that on a debit card or credit the reality is is that like, I can't answer that question for the simple uh, fact of uh, I I don't know enough about someone in their business to okay. just be able to you know so so, so it's very it, yeah it, it depends specific, on yeah so look the things that people normally come to me and the kind of words that they're using is like I've got up and down cash flow. And it's stressing me out all the time. So then we help them have consistent cash flow. Okay. Like so, there's mechanisms, there's things that you can do to do that. People come to me and say, look, um, we work with a lot of trades and construction business owners. They come to me and say, look, like I get to the end of a job, and I'm like, where the fuck's the profit? Like I priced it up. There's supposed to be profit in the job. Like where the fuck is it? Mm. So we help them price for profit in the first place, manage the jobs right, um, and make sure that there's predictable profit in the business at the end of each job and at the end of each week, month, quarter, and year. Okay. People come to me and say, like. I'm a great carpenter. I'm an unbelievable chippy, brilliant sparky. Like I'm a great plumber, but no one's ever sat me down and told me how I should run my business. And it's a totally different dynamic. Yeah, because yeah. you like it's good to have a talent, a skill, ability, but to actually understand the responsibility that you actually have to do if you want to have a healthy, successful business. It's a minefield. Yeah, it's a, a minefield. It's a joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a and joke. I think it's one of the hardest uh, businesses and industries to be in. The reason I say that is because, like, if you're an office-based business then you're based in the office. And so like you can do the office-based stuff as well as the service that you happen to be doing in the office. Mm-hmm. But if you're a, a tradesman and you're out and about, like you're out and about all day, but there's still an element of your business that requires office-based work to be done. Mm. You might not have an office and that's fine, but you're up late, like doing oh, invoices and paperwork. Oh, honestly, there, there was a period of time when I was very determined to make this work, where it would be getting up at like five in the morning, jumping on the laptop, get, going straight out to work, doing like a 12-hour shift, driving around the whole of London, fixing all these different things, coming back home, jumping back on the laptop, doing the invoicing. And it was like for a long period of time. And you know what? It was it was making progress. It was positive. But God, the mental health part, it, it was tough. It was really tough. And, yeah. and, and I drove myself to some dark places. But... You know, sometimes you've got to do what you've got to do to, to get to where you've got to get to. to yeah, because you, know. you realise, I would imagine, that you had an enough is enough moment and you realise that that's not what you wanted for the rest of your life. Exactly, you exactly. Know? Yeah, I'd been in the industry um, for, at that point for maybe like 12, 13 years and I'd done a lot of graft leading up to that point anyway. So I was just like, I wanted to play the cards I was dealt with. I wanted to maximise my opportunity, get in and then get out. That was the mentality. Yeah, yeah. But I think um, I spoke to someone else about this before about 
it was about what I felt like I would deserved as well. I this was came from a deserving place, so and that motivated me enough on a daily basis to to push through any oh I'm tired, I need a break and all of this like there was none of that. It was totally focused on the end target. And um and do you know what it um and I, I was very grateful to get to where I got to but it was one hell of a ride to to get to there. and the show and the show must go on like the job is never done as well mm. don't you can't ever ever think to yourself i've made it because as soon as you do yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going backwards yeah, yeah. you're and like, it's, it's a tra that's another trap you've got a, another trap is like people start spending the money before they've got it 100 like, percent. just you, you you let your mind go into the wrong places man you've mm. got to stay focused on your lane yeah but like, arguably you wouldn't appreciate everything that you've got now if you didn't go through that yeah do you know what i mean yeah like i don't want to be like you know god willing like i'm i'm sitting around with lots of children and lots of grandchildren and they're asking me like, oh, like tell us about your experiences and tell us about your life and, and like, your ups and downs and your successes. I don't want to say I started a business, there was a couple of challenges, but it was relatively easy. Yeah. Like I want to fucking pound the experience and the fucking sleepless nights and the anxieties and yeah. the stress yeah. and the, the emotional roller coaster that you go through because... It's you, real. Yeah, it's because real. you can take everything as a rejection in business because... Yeah. Especially when you're starting out and you're by yourself, mm. like if someone doesn't pay you or doesn't want to use you or goes and uses someone else or whatever, it's difficult at that stage not to take that personally yeah. Yeah, as a yeah. personal rejection. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a daily, like multiple times a day rejection. Mm. That's fucking tough, man. That is mm. very tough. Yeah, like I've I've realised like recently, like training salespeople, I'm like, look, it's fucking brutal, man. You're gonna get rejected all day, every day. Like, yeah. are you sure you're up for it? Yeah, I'm sure. Are you fucking sure? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know but do I mean? you know what? The, I, I I love that anyway. Like going through these kind of uncomfortable moments, you get to really grow through that. Yeah. Like, and, and these young people that you've got working for you that haven't done it, if they're really up for the challenge, you know, the beauty of what it looks like on the other side, if they actually grow through it is, is yeah. wicked. Oh, like, it's, it's like, look, with all the shit, and we know there's a lot of fucking shit, the flip side is, when things click in business, and you created that whole business from scratch, mm. like, there's very few feelings that that are up there with that. Yeah, yeah. Like for me, that's up there with like, like our daughter's been born and like, oh, I love do you like for me, it's up yeah, there, man. Yeah, it's yeah, up yeah, there. Good. Especially, yeah, especially yeah wedding day, that. like it's up mm. there. Do you know and what now I mean? You, now you can experience the fruits of your labour, isn't it? Yeah. And, and what you've earned and what you've been yeah, through. Yeah, because and the person you became through that. Yeah, exactly. That's the that's thing. That's the main thing. Yeah. 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 It's um, you know, like people talk about like you know love faking that. it until you're making it, but that that was gold what you just said there because you've got to behave your way to success. Mm -hmm. Exactly, like that. you've got to learn and take action and behave like it and and learn from that. And, and, and do you know what? I think the the other key in all of this, it's not about the end destination. It is literally about yeah. the journey, every yeah, yeah, step yeah. of the way. Like, don't wish it all away because that's what all the fun and the excitement, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, it's all the Mate, middle that, that actually counts. That is, like, there's so many golden, like, like just you in the last fucking 60 seconds of what you guys have just said, but that, I heard someone say that, uh, I think oh, it was this morning, I lose track of the days, but yeah. if just you, you compare two people, that if both, if just to say me and you have got to walk 30 miles and... I'm focused on the destination, but you enjoy walking. Mm. Mm -hmm. You're going to be able to walk further than the 30 miles than me that's just focused on the destination. Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. you're going to have a better fucking time going mm. through it. Mm -hmm. And if it takes you however many hours and days and weeks and months to walk those 30, out, 30 doesn't, miles. Doesn't matter. You're enjoying it. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. You've smashed it already. And it goes back down to you? what you focus on. Like, why would you focus on 
shit that puts you in a bad mood or negative mm. energy or anxiety or whatever. Mm. I'm not an expert, but you, you can control your mind in so far as I'm going to focus on these things. I'm going to put myself around certain types of people that make me feel a certain way mm-hmm. or listen to certain tracks that make me feel a certain way mm-hmm. or go for walks in certain places or go on holiday in certain places or drive. Like you just got to be self-aware enough to yeah. be like, there's these scenarios make me feel like shit. So until you deal with that, mm. and I'm not an expert in that field, but until you deal with whatever demons you've just got, keep going back round. Just, just focus on like the things that put you in a certain energy. Yeah. You know, if you look at people like Tony Robbins, who, you know, in many uh, respects, like people see him as like the the godfather of the personal development world, right? Obviously, he had people that he learned from uh, above him mm-hmm. um, that are you know slowly all passing away now. Unfortunately, like Zig Ziglar and Jim uh, Rohn, Jim yeah, yeah, all these guys. Mm-hmm. But he's like, if you look at all the people that are smashing it today right um not just talking about influencers but like real fucking powerhouses like pretty much every word that comes out of their mouth is gold like a lot of rows if not all of them all lead back to tony robbins Mm -hmm. and so like if 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 this geezer at the apex of his career and so many people are learning from him so many like millions of people are impacted in a positive way and this guy before he goes on stage like is focused on the things that he can control his own energy and his own physiology so if you've ever seen him on TV or ever been to any of his um, seminars or anything, he has a little trampoline uh, behind yeah. behind the stage, right? Mm. And he just jumps on that for a few minutes. He changes his physiology. See. Then he changes his language that he's telling himself, I'm going to fucking smash this. Yes. Mm. Like th- going back to um, like the thing that Michael Jordan used to say, um, and a lot of people have, have taken it from him as well. Uh, and, and for me as well, like, I've adopted it as well on my own level. Like, um, people, people for years. You say to Michael Jordan, "Why, like, why and how do you play so fucking hard every game?" And he pauses and he's like, "There's a kid out there that is only ever going to have the opportunity because of their financial circumstances to come and see me play once in their life. Nice, if I don't play today or I don't play well today, that's the one time that that kid is ever going to get to see me. See, yeah. I'm showing out today. Yeah, and so like it's I'm, selfless, selfless about, service." Yeah, it's all about frame of minds, mate. What you can put yourself like we've spoken about this about how you whatever frame of mind you put yourself in is exactly what the sort of outcome you're going to get. So reframing is a fundamental part of hundred percent. Like, and and you know the crazy thing is, and this is like you know I I I mentioned earlier about like for so many years I had this like inferiority complex and I was being a dick to other people and whatever, and it took me a long time to learn what I was doing and, and correct it. I've been, a, I've been a basketball fan since I was a kid. Like, I've been a Michael Jordan fan since I was a kid, yeah? And I knew this fucking statement for years. I heard him say it fucking like live sometimes. Do you know what I mean? I see um, But it never fucking properly resonated. Yeah, you weren't ready to... I wasn't ready. ready bro. I'm 41 years old, yeah? I wasn't oh, ready so until... Do you know when it bro. fucking clocked? When the penny dropped? On Friday the 16th of September 2022. I swear. Yeah, because I had some bad fucking news and I was due to go and speak at Expert Empires in front of 500 people... And I did not want to go. I didn't give a fuck about the the, the, the presentation, like anything. The organisers who like who were friends of mine, so sorry if you're listening. Like, but I didn't give a fuck about anything because I was so focused yeah. on what was going on in my life at the time. Mm. And so, the circumstances got to a place where I was able to go and 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 speak on stage. And I've never done this before. I got there 22 minutes before going on stage. Normally, I'm there all day. I want to meet people in the audience I want to connect I want to like because I think that helps with the presentation if you can bring people in that you've met that day and spoken to and it makes it more more relevant relevant and relatable um, and so just before like I, that came into my mind and I was like look 
there's bigger things going on in my life than this presentation. So on some level, I actually don't give a fuck what happens. Okay. But as I'm here now, I'm going to give these people the, the time of their life in the next 30 minutes. Like, I'm going to give them everything. Everything. I'm going to be so fucking connected and there's only just me and that one other person in the room. And when I look at the next person, it's just me and you. No one else exists. Right. And I'm going to go all in. And it was by far and away the best presentation I've ever done in my life. Amazing. Because of that, that level of, I was able to, now the trick is, I don't know how I'm going to get back to that. Space, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you raise the bar just, too high yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. but so it's just no like, way it's a muscle you that you've yeah. got to train, yeah. I guess. Because yeah, exactly you told me about, um, you told me about this uh, person that came on stage once that like, really brought some low negative oh, energy bro. and you were yeah. there and you was witness I probably shouldn't mention her name. No, we don't yeah. need to mention no, it. <laughs> so, so imagine a scenario, yeah. yeah? So um, I've been a big fan of going to conferences like uh, in America, Grant Cardone, Tennis Growth Conference. And this one particular growth conference, yeah, there was like 9,100 people in the audience and I was one of them and I was in the nosebleed seats. And that's where I got like the buzz of like, I was like, I need to be on fucking stage. Like, yeah. um, that's my own thing. Anyway, so 9,100 people there. I think they had like 21 speakers over the course of two or three days. I can't remember that. And like you can imagine everything in America is bigger and louder and whatever. Grant Cardone is like the epitome of that yeah. as well. So like every speaker that come on stage, like their fucking intro tune was like, like you could feel the fucking Fireworks, beeline. Like yeah, they yeah. have speakers that are like yeah. 10 <laughs> times the size of me. Like Anyway, so they introduced this woman. I never heard of her, but she's a big deal in America, right? She had sold, like, I think, over a billion dollars worth of stuff on the equivalent of QVC, teleshopping, right? Okay. So she's a big deal in America. Anyway, so massive intro, like all the Americans there, like they're fucking, like everyone's hyper. Going ham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she comes on stage and she looks, she looks sick. Like she's like ready, right? The first fucking words that come out of her mouth, she's like, get up, get up, get up off your seats. Show me some fucking respect. Get yeah. up off, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I'm like, oh shit. Oh, like bro, she just lost 9,100 people like that. And she's got an hour's worth of presentation to go. She just lost everyone. Yeah, it went completely the, the, the opposite bro, direction. And do you know what? It got even worse, right? So the presentation was just like, was just a, a mess, yeah, after that. Because she was just trying to fucking trying recover. Trying hard, is that what it was? What, what, what was it? I think she just got hyped up, man. Oh, okay. like, it was Came with the wrong energy. Mandalay, yeah, Mandalay Bay, Las Vegas. A bit cringy. Like, bro, unbelievably it? cringy. Oh, okay, right? yeah. Okay. Bless her, yeah. So there was, um, there was a Facebook group leading up to this event. And there must have been about maybe like 33,000 people in the Facebook group. Not everyone got tickets to go to the event, but like everyone was in the group, right? Mm -hmm. And bless her, man. Like, she got absolutely destroyed in that oh, Facebook man, group. That's tough, man. And for the next three days, like, bless her, man, she responded to every single one of those thousands of messages. Well, she held she she it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, so she... massive respect for her for yeah, doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair play. But it just goes to show, like, whether you're speaking on stage in front of, like, 10 people or 9,000 people or whether you're going into a boardroom or going into a job interview, like, just be, like, number one, self-aware. Number two, know your audience. And number three, just try and connect like person yeah. to person rather yeah. than like, I think she just got swallowed up by the hype. Yeah, maybe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Too much. Maybe it's the biggest conference you've ever spoken at before. Like, yeah, because you, because you've done some um, TEDx uh, talks yourself, haven't you? So you've yeah. been on stage a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. what was, uh, what you remember the first time you ever done that? Um, the first, well, I'm sure you did. Well, so I, yeah, I think there's levels to it, man. So I, like, you know, I, I was doing, 
low level public speaking for years at like networking events and you get up and stand and talk in front of people and I fucking hated it B&I, I hated right? it yeah I hated it for two years even to the point I used to like go out and pretend I was in the toilet and hoping they wouldn't call my name out by the time I come back and then they would oh we missed your name George go and like, oh, for fuck's sake man I'm fucking sweating can't you see like yeah, my fucking yeah. armpits and shit but, um, but then I was like look actually like this thing I don't fucking like it but let me just pause for a second this could be really beneficial like for my business, for my personal brand, for connecting with people, for being able to pass my message on and help people. And so I started to take it more seriously and, and structure it and practice it and got better and better at it and whatever. And then one uh, Friday, in fact, it was Friday, 21st of November, 2014, because it was such a big deal for me. Um, you guys have heard of the, the film and, and the book Wolf of Wall Street, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, my wife bought me that book um, and then like watched the you film. talking about this. Yeah, uh, watched the film, loved it, whatever. And then um, Jordan Belfort, when he came out of prison, um, he was on the speaker circuit. So he was going around the world, like running these events. And he was like the headline speaker. And but So it's the first time I went to one of these events. Um, so I'm driving down there. And as I'm driving down there in my smart car, like at this point in time in my life, in like late 2014, I'm getting really frustrated, like really pissed off with like people are coming to me for insolvency or debt advice. But naturally, they're only coming to me when they've got serious debt problems. So it's like the 11th hour. So the later people come to me, the less options we've got available. And I just found that really fucking frustrating because I wanted to help people prevent the problems. Mm. But no one's going to come and talk to me when they don't have a problem. Then they came to me when they had the problem. And at that point, it's it like a little bit too, too late. late or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, I was really fucking frustrated. And so um, put the music back on in the car, drove down there, get there. And um, there's a brochure on every seat and open the brochure up and there's lots of different speakers and Jordan Belfort is like the, the headline speaker, right? But I didn't know there's any other speakers. And so this speaker comes on called Andy Harrington and he's a public, public speaking coach and he's there doing a presentation. Bro, this guy absolutely blew me away. And the, the thing that, 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 the main thing that blew me away is he goes, through the art of public speaking, you can attract your ideal clients, i.e. the people you can help the most, at the time that you can help them the most. Wow. And I was like, fuck, it's like he was sitting next to me in the car. Profound, because, isn't it? Yeah. So I signed up to work with him. Um, I paid two grand uh, plus that for a four-day course. Like, never done that before. Mm. Drove home and told my wife it was a thousand pound because I was still trying to come to terms yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, that money on yeah, yeah. investing in yourself. Now, bearing in mind what you don't know, earlier on in 2014, um, I wasn't earning much money. So my wife had paid the mortgage eight months in a row which like really fucked with my head, not because I'm a male chauvinist pig and it's my responsibility, but like I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was bringing enough to the table. Mm. So that was fucking with my, my head and my masculinity and everything at the time, let alone we've, we're almost out of that now and I'm contributing to the mortgage and now I've just invested in this thing. I'm like, how the fuck do I, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, mm. that's Justify my wife, that decision yeah. to her. Or- so I've told her it was a thousand pound and like ironically, she wasn't even bothered, but um, so that was in November. January, I went and did the four day course. Blew my mind. Wow. Signed up to work with him for the next 12 months at a grand a month, right? Jeez. Like, I'm not, I'm like, for context, like, at the time, I'm probably doing, like, 30 grand a year in turnover. Like, yeah, yeah, wow. Like, wow. so it's a big deal. So this is your putting everything into you. Yeah, yourself, so right? it's a big deal. And um, so I just went all in on, and he was my first mentor, like, that opened up my eyes to this whole personal professional development space of, like, Amazing. yeah, just having a coach, a mentor, like, learning public speaking. Public speaking just helped with my confidence. Of course, with public speaking, um, with videos, like mm. social media, like confidence in conversations like this, boardroom meetings, like it's a skill. Yeah, it was just, it was just, it it just 
turn me into the next best version of myself. Amazing, yeah. man. Which so was the right yeah. decision, bro. Yeah. Mm. And I look back and I'm like, I mean, like, I mean, it's all not about money, but the the hundreds of thousands and millions that I've been able to make over like yeah. that time. Yeah, because of that um, investment for me and my family, but also for people that have come and you know been attracted to me and my business because of it. So, so, so I um I was listening to Rob Moore the other day. And somebody said, how much have you invested in yourself? And he said, roughly about 1.2 million. He's invested like yeah. through mentorship. Yeah, or, yeah. And I think, do you know what? I, I don't think people understand the power of mentorship, by the way. No, yeah, but and when you look, when you say those numbers, it's quite scary. And, and like, I know my numbers and I'm happy mm. to share. Like I've spent well over a hundred grand in the last three years on my own yeah. personal professional development. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and I don't, even flinch. Nah, no, no. Because it's going into you, isn't it? Mm. It's like, going into me, but investing. Yeah, yeah. But, but but the return on investment, like, it's massive. Like yeah, in terms yeah. of actual actually, money back. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like you know, if we're talking li literal, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the the return on investment it can be as big as you want to make it. Yeah. Right. You're getting you're getting access and knowledge for high level elite people yeah. in their field, and like if you do the right things with it, make the right moves with it, yeah, yeah. then yeah, well, I mean, it's look, worth if, every penny. If you think of that, and that was in 2015. And you fast forward to like the, you, you know, one of your questions a few minutes ago was like, what was it like that, that first time that I spoke um, on a big stage? The first time I would consider a big stage would be like Expert Empires, 500 people. The pressure was on like Lewis Howe, someone that, so like, again, for context, I'm at that conference with this woman who's just like destroyed herself. But like there was 21 speakers and the best five, six speakers, one of them was Lewis Howe's. So I've been following him for a while anyway. And I'm watching him on stage and I'm like, this guy is incredible. Like as like the maybe top five, top six speakers over the course of the, the, the couple of days. And that was in, that was in, uh, when was that? That was uh, February, 2018. And then fast forward 13 months later to March, 2019, I'm speaking on stage at an event in London and my man's the headliner speaker. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, I'm sitting in the nosebleed seats that cost me like $97 out, watching him speak. And now... I get to meet the guy, chat to the guy. Like, I made some stupid joke which he didn't find funny. I don't think we should share that. But, and now I'm like, fuck. And I actually, I did a video on it and I was like, I don't think you realise how much of a big deal this is for me. Like, 30 months ago, I'm sitting there watching you being like, I want to be like you one day. And this guy's younger than me, by the way. And then now I'm chatting to you and I've just been on stage and now you're next and like yeah, that's a short yeah. period of time 13 months as right, well it just to, blew my mind so yeah. so like that was such a big deal for me speaking at expert empires and now i've spoken at like six expert empires and i've done a mm, tedx nice. talk and i'm looking at my diary with my pa for the rest of this year like i'm going to i've got a speaking gig in birmingham uh in may in well, next week um i've got uh where else have we got we've got in september i've got brighton belfast in november i've got um i think another one in london another one in like uh rugby near coventry like you know, a lot of these are now paid speaking gigs as well, um, but yeah, just the brilliant. yeah, and Amazing. so so you go back and say, oh, you're a dickhead. How could you spend a grand a month when you weren't you couldn't really afford it no. at the time? But like I, I was just. I knew that it would come good at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, there's no better investment than yourself nah, anyway. And, like. and also you're around the right people. Yeah, mm. that's, that's key. So, yeah, so like... 100%. Like, this guy will introduce me to the next one. He's like, Look, this is one of my best students. Like, Iron he will smash iron. it. Yeah, man, he'll yeah. smash it for you in, in front of your audience. Like, mm. you know, you're getting all of these things. Like, you yeah. just open doors. Because that's what I was saying to myself last year that I wanted to start boxing, I, I told you. And, um, and one thing I found is, is that... Uh, I've been training with all of these pro boxers. So you keep surrounding yourself with these people that have been in the field for a long time. And yeah, you get slapped about. There's no doubt about it. And as long as you ain't got an ego, you really kind of like yeah. start 
grow yeah. it, going places. Mm. And, and, and it's literally all about the environment that you surround yourself. If you yeah, want to yeah. be an expert in that field, yeah. you've got to surround yourself with yeah, people yeah. that are, are doing well, it day in, day out. Mate, 100%, I've just started um, jiu-jitsu. And, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so I was in a lesson the other day and um, fuck me, that was humbling. Yeah. And I said to the guy straight, I was like, look, I've got an ego. <laughs> I'm going to tell you straight. Yeah. Um, but I'm in a place in my life where I need humbling. I want it. I crave it. I want, like, I want to, I want to be fighting for my life. Mm. And like, that's exactly what it is. Mm. Like when he was doing the fucking moves on me. He was making me, you feel it. Yeah, bro, was I was, I was like, I'm tapping yeah, out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because I'm getting, I can't fucking breathe. Yeah. And so now when I'm like, oh, I've got a, I've got a fucking scary business meeting. Yeah. I've yeah, got to yeah, make yeah. a sales call. Fuck off, man. Yeah, Yesterday yeah, yeah. I was like, getting I couldn't off. breathe. I was about I was to like, like the geezer could yeah. have ended me. Snap, tap or crack. Yeah, didn't man. It? And like, <laughs> I'm just like, that, that's the kind of environment I want to be in now. Do you know what I mean? Because it just, it, it just shrinks the other things that like, it's very easy to, to get concerned about in life like mm. that you think it's a big problem but actually in the grand scheme of things Help, it is really big. helps uh, yeah, yeah. put things in perspective yeah 100% yeah yeah fair play fair play and then and so you've so you've actually shared like a stage with quite a number of people haven't yeah. you yeah yeah um, so some, last one some I big ones yeah man yeah, some big ones the last time I remember uh, the last person I remember was Stephen Bartlett at, yeah. um, at Nick James that was last event. September yeah that was last Amazing. September wow. yeah, yeah Stephen Bartlett man. yeah just being yeah. associated with people like that like people that I admire like mm. I don't, I don't look at age anymore. Like you know, I mentioned Lewis. Like these guys are all younger than me, but I don't look at that. I look no, at like no. who's the person, what are their values, Achieve. what are their achievements, are their achievements aligned to the kind of things that I value? Mm. Um, but yeah, Stephen Bartlett, David Goggins, uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah Ed Milet, Lewis Howes, uh, people like Rob Moore, like a few yeah, times yeah, now, yeah, which I you know I, yeah. I look up to and admire. Um, he's blowing up on social media isn't yeah, he he's yeah, really yeah. going for it isn't yeah, he he's yeah. talking to all the controversial people yeah, yeah. Well, he I, knows what he's doing man he's playing the game yeah like, yeah yeah. That's, he's not everyone's cup of tea but good like I'm I'm not everyone's cup of tea yeah, you're not everyone's yeah. ever you yeah. can't be yeah You once you start putting yourself out there I, I generally believe like in, in a room full of 10 people five people are going to like you five people are going to dislike yeah, yeah. you if you're being true as long as you're being true to yourself it doesn't really fucking matter after yeah 100 and there's levels to it as well and actually like there is levels. Know, society almost tells us oh this person's like outwardly rude doesn't like you or like like Stay i use i box. use race as the example right so you've got people that are outwardly racist yeah and you're like that person's a piece of shit they're racist they can fuck off whatever right but actually let's just pause for a second there's a level of gratitude for that type of racist because at least you know where you fucking stand. Yeah. What about the people that are yeah, that racist are behind closed doors? That's yeah, worse. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. At least you know... You know what you're dealing yeah, with. Yeah, man. Well, that's why authenticity always wins, yeah. right? And so that's why I use race as the obvious, like a big impactful example. But actually, let's just use that in other areas of your life. Like who seems like they want you to win, yeah. but actually doesn't. Doesn't, yeah. Mm. Like you want to be grateful for the people that actively say fuck you I hope yeah, you yeah, I hope yeah. you lose I hope you <laughs> fail because yeah. at least you know you they're stand, the best you know? well they're and the they best. they're good motivators as well yeah, aren't they we need people yeah, yeah. like them in our lives they they because you you got to show somebody right like, yeah and that's the other thing as well like going back to like when 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 something shit happens in life like that's happened now like you can't change that it's done so you can either wallow on it and be like and just have that hanging over you for however many years you're going to allow that to mm. or you can be like you know what I'm going to get something out of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, what's like the, what's the gain? I can. What can I learn? What can I take from? Yeah, it? yeah. Like, and 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 the thing is, and again, like the the, I feel like I'm like I'm admitting to a lot of embarrassing stuff here with like you know the inferiority complex and being a dick to other people. The other thing of it, and I've just kind of like sugarcoated it or made it sound amazing. Started working with Andy Harrington in 2015 in January, 
and like you know learn all this stuff and then fast forward four years and now it's 2023 and whatever like I'm, I'm on all these stages but the reality is is that i started working with him in january 2015 and he gave me a five-step plan to follow and step one was social media like step one was, was it? start banging out videos every single day wow right that was step one out of five steps and i procrastinated like a dickhead for for six months and the thing that got me to stop being a dickhead was so that was January 2015. I've got the five step plan, I've done nothing with it. February, March, April, May, June. I'm in Cyprus now, um, with, with uh, my wife Maria. Um, she's heavily pregnant, uh, baby's due in August, and it's the end of June. And we're out for dinner, um, in Limassol with two other couples who are also pregnant. And, um, and I get a video call from my sister, my older sister, and it's like impromptu. We hadn't planned to have a video call, like a FaceTime call. She just calls me out at a restaurant. I'm like, this is fucking weird. So, like, I've answered the phone. And she's like, can you talk? I'm like, yeah. She's like, so I walked away from the, the restaurant table, go around the corner, and my mum's there as well. And my mum's just been diagnosed with myeloma blood cancer. So that was obviously a shit time. We get our heads around that um, in terms of what's going to be the plan moving forward. And the very next day at Magronisor Beach in Ayanaba, like I'm there with my missus, I pulled the, um, I had a tripod anyway that I bought from five months ago and done fuck all with and it was in the mm -hmm. suitcase. I took it with me. I plonked it in the fucking sand, um, and I started. That was that was day one of the me filming. of of me like putting videos out, um, and it, it was because I was like, "Fuck!" Like you just don't like you said before. Like you just don't know how much time you got, man. It's short, bro. yeah. You know what I mean? Know. Like you just don't know. Like I'm 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 so blessed with so many different things in my life and so many people and, and meeting you and like people like you in my life and all this stuff and I got an amazing family and, and business touch wood is going well we've got opportunities I just had a, a full body MOT I'm still waiting for the results like anything like you know yeah, so game like changes. yeah man yeah, you just but, don't know and yeah. and that's been bugging me for two months now like because mm. I've been waiting for that that appointment I was supposed to be uh, a month ago but unfortunately the doctor's dad passed away but that, I've been waiting for that now and I'm waiting for the results and, and it's been bugging me for the last two months until I had it because hmm. I'm like shit man like I've got young kids I've got to raise I still haven't like reached my potential like all this like I've updated my life policies and all this other stuff like I'm getting all these things in place as if like if I die today like my wife and my kids are taking care of because of that the business this is going to happen that's going to happen like that's where I'm my head's at and it's kind of whilst I'm very practical when it's time to go to sleep and you're with your own thoughts and whatever, I'm like, fuck, man. Like, it's all good and well having all these things in place, but like, my kids are gonna walk right without a dad. Like, all these, yeah, like, nothing's bro. even happened yet. I'm yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. do you know yeah, what I mean? Great like, scenarios, yeah, but yeah. they're not, yeah. And so now yeah. I've had the test, like, I'm cool. Whatever comes, comes, but I'm in a much better headspace. Okay. Yeah, so, like, okay. but you just gotta, like, go through this, this stuff. You just don't know, like, how much time you've got. And, mm. you know, there's people around you and people die young. And, like, we, we were talking about this yesterday. I think, like, as when you're, when you are younger, you're, you have no concept of time. You live forever. Yeah, yeah you live forever. You think, you, you I, think I, you're I don't know. Immortal. I don't know if it's like a late 20, 30 thing, but. All of a sudden, like you feel under loads of pressure, you got to like do all these. This like it's not nowhere near enough time in the day to actually yeah, yeah. get what you need to done. Yeah, yeah. So, but at the same token, you can't run around like a headless chicken because like shit, shit, I'm gonna die soon. You're like fucking. You know what I mean? You <laughs> yeah, got to like, be methodical do, and yeah, strategic and, yeah. and like yeah. pack a punch, not just like like be swinging. That, that, that's why it's important to do yeah. the things that fill you with good energy. Yeah, like, like keep you going, keep you buzzing, keep you on that high all yeah. the time. And that's than, great people and connections and yeah, all the other stuff is great. Mm. But when I look back at like the months in business that we've had a record month, like I'm craving connection and, and deep conversation. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, now yeah, look, yeah. I get I get that if you flipped it and you were like, oh, you're you're every day, all day, every day you're having deeper, meaningful yeah, conversations. Yeah, you've got no fucking money. money. Yeah, like yeah. you've got to find the balance. But the point is, is that it's not just about the successes and the material stuff and that stuff. It's just it's connections. I just I just think to myself like something I've been thinking about recently because of what I just shared about the 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 health um, the health thing is that like like who are the people that are that you, you've got a deep connection with. Like, like even to the point where, and this is fucking, I've never like thought this before recently and I've never said this to anyone, but like, who are your six people? And the, the six people are like, what six people are gonna step up and wanna carry your coffin? Like, yeah. if you're in that space. Mm. Like, and and that's the default. And I just, that, that just Very comes back deep. to not, this is not me like intending to be morbid or bring like a negative energy. It's just about who are the people outside of your family, mm. but there's like, whether it's like your boys or your close family member, like who are the people that are like, yeah. they, they value your life so much that out of respect to you and your family, they want to be involved mm. in that process. Mm. Um, and I think about that kind of Deep, stuff. Bro. Yeah, I, 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 you know, you even find out when you feel like you've like hit rock bottom, you, you generally find out a lot who your friends are in those times yeah. as well when, when you need that pickup and... Yeah, you're looking around and you're expecting certain people to be there yeah. at times and they're not there. So it's like, yeah. And the other thing as well, man, like, again, like this can sound super morbid, but like with a positive spin, and I want to I wanna be in a position where like my my life hasn't been for nothing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it a, an impact. Yeah, like if imprint. hypothetically I die, like I would want, obviously we know I'm going to die, but, but like in the scenario now. Why not? I might not, yeah, there might be some new pill or, or something. Yeah. But like, at, at my funeral, I would love people to come up to my daughters and my wife and say, you know what, like, we never met, but your dad or your husband, like, had a big impact in my life. Like, he yeah. really helped me. Yeah. You know, whether that was from a farm we never met or whether it was someone that we I worked closely with or someone that I got to know, like, like it, that's the thing, like, mm. that people are going to re remember, not like... Yeah, it's true, man. Like, the materialistic what, what are you do with the things. Money? Like, so, once yeah. you've made like, a substantial amount of money, you kind of realise that you know there's more, there's other things it's that also yeah, matter yeah. just mm. as much, and yeah, yeah. which are profound and have a deep, so exactly. Deep like I heard, I heard um, Ed Milet talk about this. I think again, I don't know if it was yesterday or today. All the days merged together. It seems like, but like he was just saying, like you know, you can tell a lot about someone's values um, once after they've made money. Money, yeah, yeah, yeah They yeah. still get up with the same hunger because mm -hmm. they're not driven by money anymore. No. Mm. Like, okay, you want more money. Okay, great. Like, you want to be a billionaire, you want to be a like two-time billionaire. Okay, great. But like, yeah, yeah. like it's the impact. Do you know what though? Like, sure. even making money, like, I've always looked at it from the angle of it's about what you do with it that counts. You know, you can make money and you can have it all to yourself. I knew uh, my, my dad's ex-boss was a multi, multi-millionaire. Um, but if you're not sharing it or if you don't even get to live to see it once you've got it, it's like... What was the point of it in the first place, right? Yeah, exactly. So sharing in success, and it's a you know it's a, it's an amplifier, isn't it? It's like you're not going to be a yeah. different person. You're going to be an amplified version. Well, if you're a you dick, are. you're going to be a bigger dick. If you're a good yeah, person, yeah. you'll be a better person. A better person. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's just about what what's necessary, being necessary in life. You know, be a good person, give back, um, but protect what you've got as well. Like, yeah, don't yeah, allow yeah. people to infiltrate it, and because some people will just take as much as smash and grab there's smash and grab people out there yeah, left yeah. right and center they'll take whatever 100%. they can so there's, there's two things that i hold dear to my heart and this is what i strive to be hopefully known for and that's connection 
and cash flow. That's it. Like I want to, I want to be known for C's. someone. Yeah, that people like, like. I actually want connections with people. Yeah. And if there's no connection, I'm not trying to force it. Yeah. You know, whether that's like friendship or relationship or clients or like whatever it is, it's not about forcing it. Um, and cash flow because that's the thing that I learn and that I'm interested in and that I constantly try and um, you know sharpen the axe every single day and and transfer that information to other people so that they can make the best of it as well and, and to be fair that's what I love about your group sessions where we go um, is or when I do come to them anyway um, is that all of the people that you've got in there generally you have really really healthy relationships with and there's like 12 13 15 people there and they're all looking up to you and they're like you can tell they can't wait to talk to you and it's exciting so I appreciate you saying that but look, I'm just looking for good people yeah right? uh, and, uh, and again there's there's levels to this shit right so when when I first started and when you first started like I could definitely speak from my experience like I was like a dog with like his tongue hanging out like anyone that showed an interest like that, that wanted to become a client yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm all in like yeah. whatever like in time you build a sustainable stable business now you can be a bit more selective choosy yeah man yeah. more selective about yeah. the people that you're not with and and look I'm, I'm blessed insofar as all the people that that i work with like i would like take working aside take money aside i would actually socialize with yeah like mm. i actually have things in common like they they inspire me and hopefully they feel inspired and we can connect and we can share ideas and we can both grow from every conversation, every exchange. He took his clients uh, to Barcelona. He took three of his... Um, oh, nice, man. Yeah, because yeah. you give Four. back, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you give yeah. back because yeah, you yeah. want to and, you know... Yeah. These are good people. They're I good thought, you people, know, like, I'm, I'm going to Dubai next year. I can't wait. I've got it all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. First I, I, I can't wait either. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. The fees have gone up. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Likewise with you, bro. You take your... You take your yeah, yeah. We went Kevin Hart last week. Uh, yeah, yeah, I took, yeah, yeah, I took yeah. my team out as well. How was that? So it must have been amazing, right? Good, it was good. The yeah, first yeah. time I've actually like seen like the uh, yeah. the other side, like the VIP yeah, of the O2, yeah, yeah. because yeah. it opens your eyes, isn't yeah, it, yeah. to another world, bro? Hundred yeah, really. percent. And you know, all walks of pe all walks of life of people in there. Mm. But you're really good, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know Thank what? Like, and he's a no, he's a big deal as well, man. Yeah. yeah do you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's brilliant. I've I've always wanted to see him for years, and. I think it, this was a double whammy of knowing that I got to see him, but I also got to do something for my people as well, you know, which was nice because I think like when, when you're reciprocating and doing things for each other, that's when the magic really starts happening. If the transactions often the boss man just wants everybody to work or the, the workers just don't want to work, for example, like when people start giving to each other, that's when you can really start building some real success yeah. together. It's all about relationships, man. It is. Like business is just about relationships. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and and do you know what? Like, uh, I think we um, need to uh, wrap this up. So, um, yeah. so yeah, no, I really appreciate you coming on today. Um, I appreciate the invitation, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, um, we've um, inspired people to um, get in touch with you, and uh, you never know, never know what happens next. Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks so, for coming, George. It's nice to meet you, man. I appreciate you. Thanks yeah, for man, thanks for inviting me, man. It's been a great conversation. Yeah, thank you, George. Thank you so much. Proud of you guys, man. This is <laughs> like, what you've done so far in such a short space of time has been amazing. Yeah, oh, very impressive. Yeah, look thank forward to seeing what happens next. Yeah, yeah but I, th I, kn I know you've been a big part of. That as well yeah George, so uh, thank yeah. you i appreciate it, man yeah you're gonna all, all your um all your guys are gonna end up having uh podcasts ain't they you're gonna, <laughs> one by one. You're, gonna oh, yeah. just, you're just gonna do the circuit isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so why not man like we all grow together yeah, it, yeah yeah that's the best that's bit it. yeah mm -hmm. man for sure yeah thanks Peace. guys cheers cheers